Never mind. Never mind. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Don't, don't, no, I'm not taking that third. away from That's myself. What I'm saying. Or no, wait. You are first. Shit. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, Eric's third. Do I have that right on the screen? I, I, I do. Get, okay. I own Stab Comedy Theater now. Yeah. Nah. That I got that right. Well, you got that wrong. Uh, I mean, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no my, I just got a Chase Bank alert <laughs> yeah. that I lost all my money. Yeah. What, <laughs> what have you done? One of, one of the fingers on that monkey paw just actually went back out. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, oh, okay. which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio oh, audience it's true. in a show called <laughs> Stab. This is Stab, and this is the second match in the first round of Stab's 10th anniversary tournament. Let's introduce tonight's panel. Our first panelist will never be convinced that Seven actually ate nine. So quit trying, sheeple. He's an amazing stand-up comedian. It's Benton Harshaw. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> our second panelist breaks wind with his bare hands. He's producer of the Tonight Play. It's Stephen Ferris. There it is. Thank you, thank you. And our third panelist once <laughs> once pushed a flight of stairs down another flight of stairs. He's one half a raptor on a horse. It's Eric Barger. Woo! Woo! <laughs> and I'm your host, Jesse Jones. Too good to be true, yet here I am. So tell your stupid dumb eyes to shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Stab Show. I did see you guys in the wrong position. Now I'm sure your names are wrong underneath you. It's anarchy now. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Stab Show for our second contest in the wildly sprawling 10-year anniversary tournament we're putting together. Who's going to join Jacqueline Wine in the second round? We'll find out in roughly 50 minutes. Now, let's meet tonight's panel. Uh, Benton, how are you? Uh, 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 you know what? I'm in, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Let's just say okay. We're for... rel relative. I helped write an obituary today. Sure, no problem. No problem. Sure. Nothing I couldn't handle. <laughs> no, got, got a flex. little got a little wacky with it. Yeah, flex those muscles. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but besides that, doing you know, did some push-ups today. <laughs> sure, flex some, those muscles. Yeah. Yeah, those. I played pool last night. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I pretty much just play pool these days. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Is that? Uh, have you become a brooding young young gent who hangs out by the pool hall and and hustles? I don't know if that's the stereotype of pool hall inhabitants. I don't fit in at the pool hall because I get there and it's like a bunch of guys that just got off like their job pouring asphalt, <laughs> and then there's me like, hi, hi, fellas. Yeah. But yeah. last night I went to the college bar and I <clears throat> I was slamming kids into the ground. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, that. That seems like where where you should have started. Why were you going to the to the tradesmen's uh, pool hall? Why were it's closer? <laughs> okay, it's close. the tables are nice. I mean, it's physically the closer. The burgers very good, but uh, spiritually, it was a lot farther away. Ben. Well, you know, I'm I'm kind of a I'm kind of an adventurer. <laughs> okay, okay. I like stepping in. I like making safe spaces unsafe. <laughs> Which I'm sure those <laughs> trade workers thought I was making it unsafe. That's there. what I've always <laughs> said about Benton Harshaw. <laughs> when he shows up, look out! Look out! They don't give they don't give these ten dollar aviators to just anyone. <laughs> Bar stools are going uh, just on the ground. They're getting tipped over. 
They're not like going through windows or anything. They're mm-hmm. gently being placed over and. No, that's not the energy I bring to the pool hall. Yeah. I actually bring a little order. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You you walk in and you straighten all the seats. Well, I at stack the, bar? the I stack the chalk. <laughs> sure. I stack the chalk and I you know I make sure I test everyone the integrity of the cues. Sure. Uh, Come in with a bottle of bottle of sanitizer. Wipe down all the all the racks. No, they don't believe in germs no. <laughs> at the wall. That's true. That's true. Nothing's been wiped down there in yeah. in thirty years. That's when it falls apart. When it, it's when all it, the germs that's holding everything together. I I well I it's want, a delicate ecosystem, Ben. I was wondering because <laughs> there's some businesses that you walk in and you're like, oh, this never shut down during COVID. Oh yeah. And no. every pool hall is that. It's mm-hmm. like there's no way. Yeah. There's no way they did that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess there's still actual pool halls. I only know <clears throat> like pool tables in bars anymore. That's I know. Well, there's there's a few. There's actually like three pool halls in town. Yeah, Sharky's I think is still around. That's the only one I know. Uh, there's Blue Q, Jointed Q. Oh, Blue Q, Q, sure. Blue Q, I don't go to Jointed Q, Hot Shots, and then there's one next to Punchline and Arden. All right. Well, you do know the the haunts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I told. Listen, I'm unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's fair. Uh, well, good to have you, Benton. Thank you. Glad uh, to be here. Get back to writing. Uh, Steven? Uh. <laughs> Hi there. Sorry, didn't mean to catch you by surprise. I, I am here. Yeah. Uh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> just, just checking in. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, top of show check-ins, as we do. Right, the top of, top of show. Yep. That time. Uh, um, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, did I, did I wake you? Did uh, I, <laughs> I mean... It's hot out of, there. I know. It's hot. It's yeah. uh, it's hot in here too. Even though, even with the AC and the fans. You know fans, what? I don't need to hear that. It's still. I spent a thousand dollars to cool this place. It's like, <laughs> and it's helping. I mean, it's hotter outside, but still, you know, I was out there, and now, mm-hmm. then I came in here, and it's nicer. But it's like I'm still. I think I'm still recovering. Sure. And the milkshake. <laughs> and uh, had a milkshake coming down some, from that sugar. French fries from Five Guys. Do you not have a lot of sugar the rest of the time in your life? That's that, true. That a milkshake That's can true. just torpedo you? Is that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't have a sweet tooth, so. <laughs> All right. It's, uh, it's not natural. Well, you don't have a sweet tooth, and you, then you go straight to a Five Guys milkshake? You're just going from zero to, zero to 60 here. Because, <laughs> you know, it's crazy because my sister went into In-N-Out, and I was like, I don't eat beef anymore. Oh. And I was like, well, you know, I know In-N-Out's not going to have, I know they have like the grilled cheese sandwich. I'm yeah. like, that doesn't, that's not a protein on that. Let's go see what Five Guys has. Okay. And my sister, I mean, she was getting milkshakes at In-N-Out anyway. Is there a lot of protein in milkshakes? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I figure it's probably going to have some. Okay. And then mm. I was like, and I said the word protein when I was in the Five you Guys. a protein shake? And they're, you know, they're big on peanuts, and they're like, get, oh, the, get they're... the peanut milkshake. That and makes I was sense. like, oh, yeah, that probably has some protein. Okay. So I got one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I got their veggie sandwich, mm-hmm. but it's just like nacho cheese with grilled vegetables on a bun. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> that's, sorry. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I apologize. <laughs> Your your salad burger didn't hit the spot. I'm sorry. It was all right. I just you know, just, that's what it is. You know, and people eat that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. They have a whole button on the register and everything. 
Yeah, yeah, they do. They wouldn't do that if people didn't need it. No, I don't yeah, like, that's maybe, a lot of extra work. Maybe I should have got some jalapenos on it just to like <laughs> up the nacho thing, but sure, I didn't do that. I don't okay. know. I actually got two of them because there <laughs> <laughs> there was a homeless guy in hmm. the parking lot, and I was like, let's help him. Okay. I wasn't sure if he was going to take it, you know, because it's yeah. not a bird. There's no beef. <laughs> but I told him first. I was like, this is just a, a veggie sandwich. He's like, no, I'll take it. Well, good. So, See? There. Yeah. And he probably enjoyed it much more than you did. I, I'm i <laughs> sure he did, yeah. <laughs> so. All right, Stephen. Um, right. Good to have you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That feels right. Um, <laughs> Eric, how about you bring the exact opposite energy? <laughs> yeah, I, I was like up. listening to this and I was like, man, I'm really gonna bring the enthusiasm to this show. Come on, Eric, do it. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm here and hey. I'm excited to be here. Hell yeah. How you doing, Eric? Um, I am doing all right. I've recently been uh diving into the world of string art well it's not dive i've been doing it for a while okay but i'm getting uh i'm starting to i'm trying to make 20 so that i can then start selling them to uh craft fairs and stuff okay so, is that is that a minimum you put on yourself or that the fairs have demanded it's a minimum i put on myself because okay. i was just like you don't want a don't sparse want table that. what you don't want a sparse table Exactly. Yeah. I was I was like, I don't want to show up with a few things and That's then fair. be like, but but I can make more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want a sad string art table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. String art is supposed to be whimsical. And yeah. I can't sit there. It's not something I think you can really sell if you're insecure. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody wants an insecure string art salesman. Hey, hey, you. Um, you like string? <laughs> Do you like string? You like string and and intricately woven around nails? Would you like? <laughs> would you like some it of these? It is cool. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants this? Okay. Oh, I was hoping we'd get a, an example. This is a fun one that I did. This is Guy Whoa. Fieri's face. Guy Fieri's face on a Geo dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh man, uh, you've got 19 more. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, I have 15 done. Right. Oh, now. all right, nice. So well, that's cool. I'm on the way. But hey, uh, you know, if you out there, you want a string art? Well, message me on Instagram, and I'll make you a fun one for some money. As uh, as much of a as much of a pokey fan as I know Milk in the chat here is, uh, I'm sure. They uh, they thoroughly enjoyed your first example, and we'll <laughs> we'll be getting to you to commission another. Oh uh, well, yeah, hit oh. me up, baby. I'm a poker freak, and <laughs> I love doing weird twists on Pokemon. Nice. Can you can you make me one of Hunter Biden? <laughs> Hunter Biden? Yeah. As a Pokemon? <laughs> no, just Hunter no. Biden. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give you a hot no thanks on that one. You know what? Be choosy. Respect your own crap. Listen, Eric. I'll pay you whatever I make from this show. Oh, well. <laughs> all right, so I'm losing money. <laughs> yes, yes. Unless Benton goes all the way, there will be a cash prize. Honestly, 
Uh, all right. Well, Eric, good to have you. Good to good to know uh, of your new your new um, venture, and can't wait to see more. Thank you. All right. Let's get the program underway. Fortunately, the the stingers are somewhat shorter, so they probably won't pause in the middle. Uh, let's get the show going. Segment one: Fupos. Everyone had one. Everyone knows one. Everyone has to deal with one, animate or inanimate, every day of their lives. It's a leading cause of anxiety, frustration, and fupos being thrown across the room in anger. Fupos, or fucking useless piece of shit. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we feel like fupos, but know that you're not. You're a vupos, a very useful piece of shit. And that's the best I can do for you. But let's quickly forget what we either already knew or just learned about fupos. And instead, give us who or what else F-U-P-O-S might stand for or represent to you, Benton Harshaw. I didn't, uh, did, uh, you, did you get this one done? I did get this one done. All right, cool. They're all done. Excuse <laughs> you. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just the fine-tuning. They're That's just all not is. that good. <laughs> all right. Well, I didn't know what FUPO meant. Oh, well, did you, did you read? I wrote it there. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, where oh. it says fucking useless piece of shit. I just, ma- I, I thought you just made up a thing. Oh, well, I mean, most of these things are, they're just entered in on the internet. I don't know how You can much see how they... I think that from the rest of the prompts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, Benton, <clears throat> hey there. Uh, right. How about you just give us whatever the fuck you thought F-U-P-O-S stood for then? All right, all right. So Let's do it. Exterior, interior, interior <laughs> oh, shot okay. is a press conference at a local town hall. The mayor walks on stage behind a podium. Mm-hmm. He's visibly shaken and sweating through his white dress shirt, and he's clearly wearing like a like a Victorian corset, mm. like a very tight, old-timey Marie Antoinette <laughs> Victi- Victorian corset, and he starts right. talking. Thank, thank you, everybody, for coming today on such short notice. I know that there's been a lot of chatter around, and I want to address some rumors about me and my uh, personal life. Some photos have emerged um, recently that show um, will show my physique in a different light than than is true. It, it's not it's it's not true. It's a picture of me with the. The part above my genitals, larger than perceived. Ah. And it, these are doctored. They're chat GPT. They're not true. These, this, it's false until proven otherwise. It's a fupo, if you will. It's a fupo, fupa, if you will. <laughs> and that's, that's it. That's the bit. <laughs> All right. The, the setup took longer than the actual bit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Uh, you know what? I appreciate it. You had to paint the picture. You did. We had to see it. And I just wanted to do the voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> Acceptable. <laughs> Thank you, Benton. That is a that is a fictional fupa. Thank you. Uh Steven. <clears throat> yeah. Hi there. Sorry, didn't mean to shout at you. Steven. Uh uh <laughs> We could do this all day. Steven. <laughs> Uh, he's there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's hear your F-U-P-O-S. Okay, mine is framed, underrated painting of someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. People walk by and exclaim, wow, that's an amazing portrait. 
You must have paid a fortune. And then later they forget about it and they're back onto the Mona Lisa or one of those other portraits. Sure. You know, that's just what happens when you're a Fupos. <laughs> <laughs> you posts have it even worse. Mm. No frame. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the frame at least tries to sell it. Mm hmm. Uh, some people have to be sold art. They can't just look at it and see its value for themselves. Sure. You know, if it has a frame, it must be good, they think. <laughs> That's why trucks outsell cars in America. Because most cars these days don't have frames. They're, they're unibodies. Oh. SUVs <laughs> trick people because they look like trucks that have frames. And some of them do. But most of them these days are unibodies. That's mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to all the rest of these having to be punctuated by well that was mine, so I know when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I can I, I didn't write that on there. Uh, you don't have to. So yeah, you, I don't, can, you don't have to. We're just cooking with what is... you gave us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh it's my fault. Yep. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, <laughs> hey, Eric. Hello. <laughs> oh, that needs. I really do need to save that as like a, a text message alert. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's just so good, so pure. <clears throat> Eric. Um, oh wait, are you? Oh, you are. You are armed with an instrument. That's uh, right. <laughs> hopefully, it comes through. Let's see how this goes. Uh, Eric, let's hear your uh, F-U-P-O-S. All right. Um, and if it doesn't, just, uh, um, I don't know, say something, <laughs> yeah. and I'll, I'll stop using it. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> here we go. <laughs> Welcome back to Entertainment Tonight. I'm Judge Fudgley, <laughs> and I'm Chamber Wambin. And tonight... We have an insider's look at the hot new single from up-and-coming R&B artist, Omicron. He's ready to tell us all about his hot new single, Fupos. Now, the artist would like to preface by saying, you might think that he messed up and actually wrote a song for the acronym F-U-S-O-P. And you might think that he made this horrifying realization right as he logged onto a Zoom and had a mini anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. But don't worry, that's not the case at all. As you'll see in the not hastily thrown together final chorus, he did the acronym right, and that was the plan the whole time. Yeah. So Clearly. you can't dock him points for getting the acronym wrong. So let's take a look at his hot new single, Fupos. My girl got an office job at an office building. Yeah, she working that nine to five. What a way to make a living. Yeah, she's the supply manager. She's in charge of office supplies. But with them pens that she getting, you know I can't help but sweating. So I say, meet me by the printer in five. Because I want a freak under sheets of paper. Freak under sheets of paper. And then I want to grind you on the stapler. Freak under sheets, yeah. Freak under sheets of paper. 
Yo, you know my girl a freak in the Google Sheets. Um, she make me wanna be on my Google Meet. Yeah, you know she a woman in charge, working Microsoft, making me micro hard. Girl, let me fill out your intake form, so we can fax till the break of dawn. Throw your body up on a shelf. Clippy coming in and saying, looks like you're trying to freak. Can I help? Go the fuck away, Clippy, cause I want to freak under sheets of paper. Freak under sheets of paper. And then I want to grind you on the stapler. Freak under sheets, yeah, freak under sheets. Now this is the part where I throw in the acronym I'm supposed to say. Cause my girl's job is also ordering lunch every single day. She orders sushi and I'm like, girl, you make me feel out of control. You're looking so fine with that sticky rice. So meet me by the salmon skin roll because I want to freak under people pieces of salmon <laughs> freak under pieces of salmon add a side of ginger with some tamarind freak under pieces of freak under pieces of freak under pieces of salmon and freak under sheets of paper and freak under yellowfin covered in post-its dipped in soy sauce and thrown in a manila Oh, heavens. Oh. Uh, and in case you're all wondering, and I know you are, uh, yes, all three of these people had the same amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I wanted to get that out of the way um, because I know you guys work hard. <laughs> uh huh. But Eric is, is often an overachiever. <laughs> Listen, if listen, he could have ten string arts in that amount of time. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh, that was our reorganization. Well done, everybody. Uh, it's segment two. It's greeting cards. Uh, if you need to let someone you kind of care about know that you thought about their situation enough to go someplace that sells like batteries and body wash, and then drop five dollars on the perfect pre-produced sentiment that matches yours enough to prove you kind of cared, then it sounds like you need yourself a greeting card for when you need to say the very least, but don't want to feel weird writing it yourself. So in greeting cards, you're asked to compose one card each for each of the following events, occurrences, or situations. Uh, we'll do our standard segment two fair, one, 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 two, 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 serpentine. Uh, uh, Benton Harshaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's hear your first. Let's get these greeting cards kicked off. With your first card, uh, <laughs> your congratulations, it wasn't nearly as bad as you thought it would be card. All right, yo, this is a happy first committed to a state mental institution. <laughs> and it's in the side, there's a picture of the Native American from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Sure. And he's got his thumbs up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the card. Yeah. Wasn't so bad. No. No. Your first commitment. Oh, well, first of many. I know, it's tough. Yeah. You're, so, you're all sweaty, no clothes. <laughs> 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 Gotta start somewhere, though. Mm-hmm. That mental health journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Steven. Uh-huh. Hi there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steven, uh, let's hear your uh, congratulations. It wasn't nearly as bad as you thought it would be card. Okay, it's just one word. C. 
Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's one of those blank insides. <laughs> well, it has to, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's blank, but it's like uh, hmm. kind of artistically blank where it's just like the C is just centered right there. Yeah. And a, and a font, like an easy to read font. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like a thin, like a narrow font, and it's like oh. kind of like a faint. It's not black. It's like kind of like a gray. Sure. You know. See, these were the details we were we were asking for, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric, hey, how Hi. about we finish our first trip through uh, greeting cards with your congratulations? It wasn't as bad as it might you might have thought it would be. Card. All right. So. The front of the card is this big, stupid cartoon guy, like big, stupid, silly, round teeth and a nose that's half the size of his head. And he's facing to the side and he's kind of like leaning back a little bit with his hands on his hips. And he's got this giant bulge in the crotch of his jeans. (laughs) Now, from the crotch is a speech bubble that says, hey, I'm that task you were trying to complete. Now, from the bulge, you would think that he has an erection, right? But we open the card to reveal the guy has pulled down his pants and he's only half erect (laughs) and half flaccid. And the flaccid half of his wiener is hanging down to his knee. Mm -hmm. And the tip of his wiener has a little face on it Uh with a speech bubble that says, I guess I wasn't as hard as you thought. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Eric, is that something that happens to you? <laughs> Do you get half hard, half flaccid? Yeah. It's <laughs> what? A, it's a very <laughs> common. Sounded like a yes. It's a very common problem, Benton. I'm not going to have you judging anyone here. Uh, <laughs> well, I figure if, if you had a cock ring on, like that could happen. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't. If if, if you put the cock ring like uh-huh. right in the middle. I'm almost oh, certain that's get not how that works. <laughs> but come on, you've never had a half job? <laughs> yeah. It's an artistic representation of a semi. But it's the whole thing is a <laughs> yes, half I, job, I, not I, one half of it. It's, a half, that's, it's, not, it's not like Neapolitan ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a clear gradient on turgidity here. Uh, Sorry. Ben. I'll shut my mouth. Uh, don't shut it very long, though, Benton, because we're coming around for our second pass. Let's hear your So You've Been Cheated On Again card. Open it. It says, uh, you know what they say, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, I'm the reason you fucked your Pilates teacher. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Very relatable. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Benton. Uh, I have got such a half-dangling... <laughs> no. Uh, uh, Steven, <clears throat> how about your card for So You've Been Cheated On Again? Oh, I he used, enjoys it. <laughs> I used the same saying in this one. The Yeah, but I did it in a, in a, different, I did yeah. it in a different way. So mm-hmm. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. It says, cheat on me once, shame on, shame on you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> cheat on me you, c- you can't get cheated on again uh huh there you go so topical so <laughs> I, I almost went that direction too yeah that's crazy let's get oh, a milkshake oh the two of you almost had s- 
17 year old references in your <laughs> oh good for you good <laughs> something like that i don't know uh hey eric hello hi there um how about your so you've been so you've been cheated on again card all right well jesse speaking of old references this greeting <laughs> card was made in 2006 nice okay all right, so the front of the card has Raven Simone, Adrian Bylon, Sabrina Bryan, and Keely Williams all standing in front looking fierce as hell. And it says, sorry you got cheated on. And then you open the card and it, said, it says, but doesn't every cheetah girl need a sequel? The Cheetah Girls, when in Spain, coming to Disney Channel August 25th. Oh, man. <clears throat> Disney Channel promotional material. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Held on to that one. That's got to be worth something. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Eric. Cheetah Girls 2, guys. Coming in 2007. Uh, all right. Third time around. One more greeting card. This has nothing to do with anything. <clears throat> so I'm sure you guys didn't all have a similar thought. Benton... Uh, let's hear a thinking of you card for a billionaire. Uh, first off, the card is shaped like a submarine. Sure. <laughs> and it's blank inside because it's about the implication. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you just let you your mind. You didn't expect fill. me to go that direction, did you? No, not at all. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the two completely different ones we're about. Uh, Stephen. <laughs> Uh, thinking of your card for billionaires. Yeah, this one's the same. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> mm -hmm. this. It's a. I don't have a submarine, but I have a. It's a cartoon butler, uh -huh. and he's he's asking, "Shall we implode today, sir?" <laughs> yeah. So, shall we? Mm. There was nothing further on your schedule. Im implosion today. Shall we? <clears throat> Thank you, Stephen. Sure. <laughs> Eric. Yes. Uh, take us back to 2006 with your thinking of you card for a billionaire. All right. So this is a card from a billionaire to another billionaire. Sure. So the front has a group of nuns praying, and the top says, thinking of you. Then you open the card, and it says, or at least I would be if I had the ability to empathize with other human beings. But if I did have that ability, I would be more likely thinking about the hundreds of thousands of workers who, under my employ, whose ideas and labors I profit off of, yet I refuse to pay them a living wage. And if I were thinking of them, I might realize that for a single digit percentage of my net wealth, I could ensure that literally hundreds of thousands of people could live full, comfortable lives. And all it would take is for me to realize that half my wealth is more money than most people will see in their entire lifetime. <laughs> I could break away from my ingrained greed and selfishness and literally change the world, but, and then the nuns have a speech bubble that says, we're not changing our habits. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Try not to think about any of that. 
Uh, what a world, guys. You can be a billionaire, too. Uh, just try harder. Bootstraps, kids. Get them and pull yourself up by them. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Uh, that was segment two. Oh, sure. Sure. We don't need that. <laughs> 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 Nobody joined you too. <laughs> I like it. They begrudgingly, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. That sentiment hasn't just burned a hole in our souls. Let's just yeah. You wrote some stuff. Good job. <laughs> Segment three, it's recipes. Oh, this is fun. This is the fun one. Energy. Uh <laughs> for all of our good and all of our bad. Something came into our lives to guide our development and ingrain into us these traits. <clears throat> or, this is exactly how we were born, and we're always meant to be. One or the other. But for the purposes of this, of this current discussion, let's go with the presupposition that we are made up of the sum of all of our life's experiences and just move on. And while we all know that sugar and spice and everything nice are what little girls are made of, and that snips and snails and puppy dog tails are what little boys are made of, in recipes... You're asked to give us the ingredients that have gone into the making of these other various stuffs and things to be what they are. Benton Harshaw. Um, nothing. No, just, just four, just three random words that are just. It, it has nothing, no implications to anybody. Um. <laughs> oh, this is about me. No, it's not about you. <laughs> it's not about you. It's just about uh, the greater us. Uh, <laughs> Benton, let's hear your recipe for modest regional success. Okay. It is about me. It's not about you. I have modest not regional success. <laughs> all right. The bit is starting. Um, <laughs> all right. M recipe for modest regional success. Mm -hmm. First, grab a large pot, mm -hmm. the one that your father handed down to you from his father mm -hmm. and his father before him. Do not let anyone else touch this pot, especially if they are a minority. If they start owning pots, this whole neighborhood will go to shit. This pot is the basis for everything. First, add 16 years of a very happy childhood where everything is provided to you and you suffer little to no trauma. Mm -hmm. Then add one year of thinking nothing good has ever happened to you. This ingredient is crucial because it will cement ingratitude as a pattern for the rest of the recipe. Mm -hmm. Add four years of living in your parents' basement and trying to become a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> you will talk in Ebonics during this time, and no one will hopefully remember it. Now, it may look like you're making something completely inedible at this point mm -hmm. in the recipe, but the dish is supposed to look pitiful at this point. Yeah. In cooking, we call this dead beating. Add one year of recklessness, a mixture of spices and experience. You'll meet a woman um, at a bar. She'll be immediate bad news, but she affirms every bad decision in your life. Mm -hmm. During this period, throw in some sort of drug that in most cases would ruin someone's life, but your parents have money, so it will instead be called growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, throw in rock bottom. <laughs> now quickly throw in these ingredients. Paid for meditation, me meditation retreat. Oh. New apartment, three blocks from your parents' house. Mm -hmm. Three emotional support animals that you uh, quickly lose and are never found. <laughs> a spanking brand new position, stapling papers at your dad's construction firm. It pays $80,000 a year. Now, bake for 40 years. Mm -hmm. The food will never face difficulty, nor have to work for ascending the corporate ladder of your father's company. Oh. 
That sounds delicious. <laughs> similar to The Billionaire. Yeah, <clears throat> similar. This is a class-conscious show. <laughs> very much. Very much. Uh, if you if you all take nothing home with you, um, but that you should feel bad, just know that that's what we're, uh, that's what we're aiming for. All right. Uh, <laughs> hey, Steven. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I keep waking you from these <laughs> naps. Um, <clears throat> I feel like you've got a good recipe for this. Okay. Steven, let's hear your recipe for a good road trip companion. All right. Uh, I've had a few uh, different road trip companions over the years. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a great road trip companion is a close friend. Other times it's someone you barely knew before the trip. Sometimes it's someone you got to know on the trip and liked, but later some shit went down and now you no longer speak to them. So it's unlikely they'll ever be a road trip companion again. Mm We all love having a road trip companion because it sure beats driving by yourself. Sure. Of course, sometimes a road trip com companion can be terrible. We might think we had picked up a smelly hitchhiker with a weapon, but no, we, we planned this. You might even have to threaten to pull over and let them out on the side of the road. Huh? What if they don't get out? Then you have to get out and just leave them there in the car. That's why it's so important to get a good one, and that's why we're and that's what we're going to explore today: how to cook up a good road trip companion. Sure. Now, a little about me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been cooking food for myself for many years, and I'm fairly confident that I can cook eggs, hash browns, tom yum soup, pasta, Greek salads, salsa, quesadillas, vegetables, etc. That's mostly what I eat. But that's food. How do you cook her companion? Because remember, <laughs> this isn't cannibalism. Mm -hmm. We're not literally going to cook and eat this companion unless yes, we that's... get stuck in the snow over a summit for long enough. Well. <laughs> but anyway, no. No. What we're going to try to do is take the most awful road trip companion in the world and Pygmalion them into the best road trip companion. Okay. Just a little background for those who aren't familiar with Please. what a Pygmalion is. <laughs> it's like the movie He's All That or the movie She's All That. Oh, sure. Uh, there's also an old one called My Fair Lady. Mm -hmm. The name actually comes from a story in a book called Pygmalion where a man takes a poor, uneducated, classless woman and <laughs> trains her to try to pass her off as a high society debutante. Mm -hmm. Well... Uh, the he's all that version is actually the opposite. Yeah. And that version, a woman does it to a man. So that's what we're going to do, except it could be a man or a woman. Want to read more? <laughs> Subscribe today for unlimited access to great recipes like this for only six ninety nine per month. God damn it. Oh, we got paywalled. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh, all right. What are the other perks in this fucking Patreon? What are we doing? Oh, thanks, Stephen. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate the different take. Uh, hey, hey, Eric. Hello. Hi there. Ah, I got to recover. That really made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric, 
Let's wrap up some recipes. Let's hear your recipe. Let's hear your recipe for someone who uses a leaf blower before 8 a.m. All right. Sniff, sniff. Can you smell that? It's summer. Hi, Pioneer Woman here, and I say forget the hot dogs and hamburgers because nothing gives me that summer feeling quite like trying to sleep through the loud whirring sound being created by my angry neighbor, Mr. Dottler. So when I want to relive the nostalgia of summers gone by, I reach for this handy recipe of, yes, a real person that I have encountered in my life. Oh, no. Ingredients. One bandana, brown. One pair of cargo shorts, brown. <laughs> Belt, not applicable. One really, really, really old shirt, brown. Grateful Dead logo, optional. One pair Tevas, old, brown. One pair sunglasses, shockingly stylish and modern. And one pair yard work gloves, brown. Mm-hmm. Step one, mix all ingredients into an old fat asshole named Sean. (laughs) Unsure if you've got someone fat, old, or assholey enough? Well, you can test by stepping on the loose chains in their yard. If they respond with, hey, 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 Eric, come on, don't step on those. Those are my chains. (laughs) You've got the right guy. Step two, fill your fat old asshole named Sean with a bunch of Stella Artois. The dosage is up to you, but if you're unsure if you've poured enough, test by walking past his house with your only two friends in high school. If he opens up the door in his boxers and says to your friends, seriously, you're friends with this guy? You've poured just the right amount. Mm. Don't stick with it. I know it can be tricky. I mean, we're making an adult who would imply an insecure teenager doesn't deserve friends. (laughs) Step three. Take one marriage to Diane and stew it well past its boiling point. (laughs) Caution, for a while you'll think you don't like Diane because she's kind of impatient, but you'll come to realize that she is patient and kind. She just deals with the type of person who, after he beats you in a game of ping pong, says, no man, you just suck at ping pong. You could be good at ping pong, but you never will be because of your personality. (laughs) Anyway, that leads us to step four. Remove Diane! (laughs) Place her in a nice house in Arden Park so she can live her best life. You go, Diane. Now this will cause kind of a weird effect where both Diane and Sean disappear for a while. Mm. It's like, you see their kids at the house, but you never see their parents. And you're kind of like, what the hell's going on over there? Then you'll know that your recipe is almost complete when a few months later you see Diane showing up at a party at their house, new dress, new hair, radiating happiness, and you don't see Sean. And it's like, whoa, this is a party like celebrating their kid who came home from the Paralympics and Sean's not there? What the fuck is going on? Now you might be thinking, I ruined the recipe. My fat old asshole disappeared. Don't worry, just simmer for a few months. And then all of a sudden, there he'll be. Brown bandana clad, Sean Dottler, blowing dust off his driveway at 7 goddamn 30 in the morning. Sean, where have you been? Why are you back? And why is this your chosen activity? What the fuck is going on, Sean? 
And there you have it. My recipe for a person who uses a leaf blower before 8 a.m. This meal pairs perfectly with a father who, instead of letting you vent for just a second, says, you can sleep when you're dead. Happy cooking. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what a vivid imagination, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> to be able to make up this person whole cloth. Just on this with two days notice? Oh man. <laughs> um sorry you had to deal with Sean, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Alright, moving on because we're already late, but it doesn't matter. Because we love you? Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, <laughs> segment four, it's dating profile. Who likes dating? I assume nobody. At least not the early part of it. The awkward getting to know somebody completely new, learning and trying to remember the shit that they think is fun while mentally measuring out just how much of this person's shit you feel like you can tolerate to make continuing this weird rich mating ritual worthwhile. Or maybe I'm just a hopeless romantic. Or the opposite of that. Any hoozle in dating profiles, your job is to give us the dating profile of the following people, places, or things. Surgeon for love or companionship. Benton Harshaw. Uh, let's hear your dating profile for an otherwise perfect partner with just one glaring flaw. All right, so you're scrolling on the, the hinge. Oh, okay. His name on the profile is Thomas. Mm -hmm. First picture of him is on a beach facing towards the ocean. Sure. Very good back muscles, good lats. <laughs> uh -huh. Could probably do like 10 pull-ups. He's facing slightly to the side, and you think you can see those like muscles on the lower stomach. Mm -hmm. Some call them cum gutters, I yes, think. Yes, some do. Um, and he's tall. <laughs> No bald spot. You read his bio. Mm -hmm. Six two, works in real estate, giving away free houses to orphans. Oh well. Says family is important to him and is looking for someone to settle down with. Mm -hmm. Loyal, loves fun, and is really interested when you explain reality shows to him. Oh. You see the next picture. It's him facing forward now. Mm -hmm. He has one walrus tusk mm. sticking out from under his lip. Just one tusk, and that bothers you more than if there were two tusks. Yeah. Because one tusk makes you have more questions. <laughs> Did he have two tusks and then lose one? Yeah. Was he only born with one tusk? <laughs> if he lost a tusk, how did that happen? <laughs> Was someone trying to hunt him for their trophy room? Mm. Is his head going to be on a swivel on a date because some mustache hunter will jump out? trying to claim the freak of nature that he once let escape from him. <laughs> Next picture. He's opening one of the orphanages he donated to cut the ribbon he is using the tusk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he is aware of the tusk. <laughs> yeah. Does he use it for everything? What? Like when he has to open chicken breast, in the, does he cut the plastic with the tusk? Mm. Because that's not food safe <laughs> to use the tusk. I suppose. When he grows a mustache, will the hair be pointy like a walrus? <laughs> does does he eat seals? <laughs> if you're on a walk together and you see a seal on a rock, will he slide into the water and you just have to explain to everyone around, yeah, that's my boyfriend. <laughs> Next picture. He has a tusk in a seal's throat. <laughs> ans answering your last question. Yeah. It's yeah. Hinge. There's a voice memo. Mm. You think, all right, you play it. And it goes, uh, arr, arr, arr. <laughs> and you swipe right. Sure. All right, no, you send a like. That's oh, what okay. hinges. I'm not sure which is which. <clears throat> <Liar>. Okay. 
Okay. You know what? I'm not saying one tusk is a deal breaker. But I'd, if a woman had one tusk, hmm? I'd yeah, I would. It's a lot to talk about unless they're sensitive about the tusk. Nah. But they've got pictures of it in action. It's like they're, being they're a short sensitive. man, you have to own it. Yeah. They're own leaning the into that tusk. There's Good. women from Tuscaloosa sure. that might have had a two tusks. Gotcha. No. Yeah. The Tuskegee Airmen. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Got a, got a third? Anybody? Uh, <laughs> no. All right. We're not waiting for it. Thank you, Benton. No problem. Uh, that was one glaring flaw. Damn it, Thomas. Uh, Steven. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. If this is too much. I don't know. If you narrowed it down. if it's a, You know what? Let's see how Steven, uh, Steven Ferris, did uh, their dating profile for Nebraska. Nebraska. <clears throat> Hi, my name is Nebraska. Sure. My friends call me Neb Nebs <laughs> or Nebby or Nebula. Age 35, has kids and wants more. Mm-hmm. Sign Gemini, drink socially. Uh, it's got never with the pot leaf. Oh, okay. Never with the cigar. Um, <laughs> boxing empathy. <laughs> my <laughs> my my real life superpower is uh-huh. America. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's break dating stereotypes by chatting for ten years and then meeting. Okay. Okay. What makes a relationship great is not having to think. When am I going to have a boyfriend again? <laughs> yeah. Neb Nebs is using travel mode. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. They like to go play. I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have uh guessed Nebraska is uh all, usually on the move. But all right. All right. I I don't know. I mean, I think you could probably enable travel mode and still just stay in the same place. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. You know what? You're right. When yeah. when You're you right. said that Nebraska was a Gemini, did you look up when Nebraska was founded I as hope. a state? I did not. Okay. Because that's some you stuff. Because this <laughs> yeah. is just I didn't I was like it doesn't say I have to it has to be about the state. It doesn't. So I was like this is just a woman named Nebraska. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Neb, all those, Neb, all Neb. those gals named Neb Neb that yeah. I'm chasing. Yeah. Good old Neb Otherwise, Neb. I would have. The age wouldn't have been 35. Sure. Uh, <laughs> that was. That was the first hint. And I was wondering if that was purposeful or not. So, uh, question answered. Thank you, Stephen. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, Eric. Hello. Hi there. Um, let's hear, oh, looking forward to it. Let's hear your dating profile for the Muffin Man. (laughs) Well, do you know the Muffin Man? Uh The Muffin Man, the Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin Man is ready to get back on the scene? (laughs) Hello, everybody. Yes, it's me, the Muffin Man from the hit single. Now, it's been a bit of a journey for me. 
As some of you may know, my wife of 18 years passed away early last year. Now, I can neither confirm nor deny that she was a muffin baked into the shape of a woman. But I can confirm that her name was Poppy Seed and she was devoured by ants. But that being said, I knew she would want me to move on and find happiness. So here I am making this video dating profile. So let's answer these questions. Question one, what would be your ideal first date? Oh, the Muffin Man loves to go dancing. It would be so wonderful to go dancing again, especially with somebody whose hands don't immediately crumble in mine. Ah, uh, you see, Poppy Seed and I used to dance all the time. Oh, I would put on my finest suit, she would wrap herself in some sultry saran wrap, and we would hit the town. Oh, all the fellas were so jealous, they'd say, your wife's a snack. And I would say, I know. And they would say, no, really, I have low blood sugar. Can I have some of your wife? And I would say, you back off, sir, or I'll engage in fisticuffs. Ah! I'm sorry. <laughs> this isn't about poppy seed. This is about finding future love. Let's mm. reset. Do you know the muffin man? The muffin man? The muffin man? Do you know the muffin man on a deeper level? <laughs> Question two. <laughs> what do you find most important in a future partner? Uh, definitely somebody who talks ever. Uh, you see... <laughs> Poppy Seed could be rather shy. Mm. I mean, she had a tough time coming out of her shell. And no, I'm not referring to the paper cup she always kept on her bottom. Uh, you see, she had a traumatic incident when she was young. This man forced her into an oven at 3.50 for 18 to 20 minutes or until golden brown. And that caused her... I'm sorry. What am I doing? I'm going on and on again about poppy seed. This is about finding future love. Let's reset. Do you know the muffin man? The muffin man? The muffin man? Do you know the muffin man shan't be hung up on his dead spouse? <laughs> Question three. What's your idea of romance? Now, I don't want to get too raunchy here, but... Obviously, then I had quite the physical connection. Mm. Oh, at the end of the date, I would buy her flowers. Uh, flowers. <laughs> there we go. Huh? And, <laughs> and then I would say, huh? give me some sugar. And she would literally cover my face in sugar. Oh, it's got me going. <laughs> then I would whisper in her ear, I need you. Spelled K-N-E-A-D. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I need you, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I'm ready to show you the proof. Then I would lay her down, lift up her legs, and perform on her the tender act of crumolingus. <laughs> oh, and on nights where she was feeling especially zesty, oh, I would give her a soggy bottle. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, there I go again, oh. Perhaps I'm not ready to move on from my beloved poppy seed. Perhaps I never will be. Do you know the muffin man? The muffin man? The muffin man? Do you know the muffin man may never be whole again? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so sad. Ha <laughs>
Oh, Bobby C. <laughs> she always she always tested positive for heroin. Oh yeah, it's. <laughs> I had a hard time getting a job. That that. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But Muffin Man provided. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Stephen, Eric, and Benton. All of you. <laughs> you mixed up the white guys. All of you. <laughs> Well, this is the most monochromatic show that we've been. <laughs> what a great way to say not diverse. <laughs> this is our, this is our most. What a great way to say discriminatory. Our most specifically, <laughs> specifically chromosomal show um, in the first round. Uh, don't worry, diversity's coming next week. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. We were good last week. Voice, voice, voice. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Eric. Segment five. It's location, location, location. Uh, final segment of the evening, as it as well it should be, because we are already running late. Uh, in this land of opportunity of ours, literally anyone can do literally anything their little heart desires. You can up your you can open up your dream business right this very second, and absolutely no one is standing in your way. Then the invisible hand of the marketplace will decide whether your dream lives or dies. Fair is fair, and in location, location, location. You three are starting businesses in a location that might not be ideal for said business. But it's your job to convince us why we should patronize your businesses anyway. Benton Harshaw. I don't know. <clears throat> Benton, you operate a hang gliding academy in a miniaturized city trapped in a bottle on a supervillain's desk. Snow globe. Sure. No, but the prompt is snow globe. Except it doesn't. <laughs> well, imagine it's in a snow globe. Okay. I mean, that's a miniaturized bottle. That works. You're a miniaturized you, yeah. bottle. <laughs> All right. Starting the bit. It's, it's quick. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Howdy. Hmm? Welcome to Reuben McGlider's Hang Glider Academy. <laughs> Sorry it took me so long to open up. All this fake snow was blocking the door. Come on in. Now, I'm not going to pussyfoot around our situation. You ended up in this snow globe because you two made Dr. Latrine mad in some way for him to shrink you down and stuff you in here. Oh, I remember when I was trapped in here years ago. I was giving him private lessons in hang gliding. He was a quick learner and a bright student because he wanted to use his skills to escape. Bank heists, jewelry thievery, whatnot. We got along great. And then when it was time for him to pay, he handed me his debit card and it said Ronald Latrine. And I said, like the toilet? Boom, snow globe. (laughs) (laughs) Now what are the benefits of learning to hang glide in such a precarious situation that we have found ourselves in? Well... First example, every day at noon exactly, Dr. Latrine masturbates in this room. And he'll li- he likes to turn the snow globe so that we watch. <laughs> but if, if you're a- in, in the air, it's easier to turn. You just keep going like that, and he can't. He, he gives up. He starts getting not hard, a half chub, half hard, half flaccid. Yeah. That's a callback to earlier. Sure. Way earlier. Yeah. But he gets like that, and he he just gives up on us. Mm. (laughs) He tries to make us watch a lot of other stuff. He turns on this thing called the Stab Comedy Podcast. Just the worst. (laughs) And he tries to turn it and make us watch. But with the hang glider, we totally, we avoid that. It's amazing. 
and that is all the bullet points <laughs> that were written down for me to say. Yeah. Uh, well, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Benton. You know what? Thank you just for getting through the gosh darn show. I know it's been a time, and I appreciate you powering through. Listen, my grandmother would have wanted it this way. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I did this show, I believe, the day of or after uh, a grandparent's uh, uh, demise as well. We are not so different. Not so, I. not so much. <laughs> I'll see you at the pool hall. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Benton. Hey, where can people get more Benton Harshaw in their lives? All right, when this comes out in three years, I, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm shrinking that down. <laughs> I'll. It Wait, might make right. it in I've calendar year 23. I've comedy, or I'm at the Gotham Theater next week. Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me at Bad Boy Benton yeah. um, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, I will probably still be in Sacramento. Oh. Um, you can find me at the AMPM on Broadway a lot mm. of the times. Yeah, uh, I, I work at Laughs Unlimited and a few other places. Oh. Check what they're up to. Maybe I'm there. Maybe. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm taking advantage that I get free drinks when I go there. Mm. Who knows? But bad boy Ben, <laughs> go there, find me. Yes. That's it. Maybe there'll be nudes. You don't know. Might be. Who knows where Benton Harshaw will be by the time this episode comes out. That's true. I'm shooting for calendar year 23. I think we'll make it. We'll see. Uh, Stephen Ferris. Mm. Hi. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stephen, we've got people in theory arriving for the next show, so we'll work our way through this. Uh, right. Stephen. <clears throat> yeah. Well, let's hear uh, your pitch for your business, and I hope this m is enjoyable to anyone but me. Uh, <laughs> you run a frozen yogurt by the ounce shop in Europe. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, well, because they don't use ounces There in it is. <laughs> Stephen found so, it. There. So how are, how are we going to get them? Uh huh. To come in here and get yogurt. It's when, wild. It's wild. Because they want to use, you know, what, grams? Something. Kilograms? <laughs> something like that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I think it can work because I, um, I found out about this thing that happens in Poland, which is in Europe. It is. And every 4th of July, they LARP. Uh -huh. They LARP as as Americans oh. celebrating the Fourth of July. Yeah, and so I don't know. Do Americans eat frozen yogurt on the Fourth of July? Well, I mean, are we known for that? There was a time when frozen yogurt by the ounce ruled all that it surveyed. So, yeah, but uh, <laughs> are Americans is like. Was the one of the first things you think of with Americans? Is it frozen maybe, yogurt? Maybe one of the first things the Polish pretending to be Americans think of is, you know, we got to get in the mind of these American Pol Polish people. First. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. But I think of slavery first, but that's just me. Slavery, yeah. I mean, <laughs> sure. So, <clears throat> you just, so you just I don't there. think it's necessarily something that people who want to LARP the 4th of July celebrations are going to get into. Okay, well, thanks but for bringing it up. But that's a clue. They <laughs> they want to LARP something that Americans are doing. Maybe they want to LARP other things that Americans are going to do, too. Sure. So they could also LARP the Ferris family uh, uh, Sunday church outing from the 90s. Okay. I, I was in the Ferris family. Yeah. Stephen Ferris. Yeah. 
And in the nineties, you know, we'd go to church on Sundays. Okay. Not, not every Sunday, but sometimes we'd do it. And then we didn't have a Trader Joe's near us, the, but there was one near the church on, on sunrise. Uh-huh. And so we would go and stock up on, you know, frozen enchiladas and sure. <laughs> uh, corn tortillas. 19th. I love the, the handmade corn tortillas. They don't have them anymore. Oh. But <laughs> and then I was sitting in the parking lot and there was a Humvee parked in front of a, um, a uh, gym equipment store. And I would always look at the wheels on the Humvee because, you know, they, the, um, the tube to fill up the, the tire with air uh-huh. is in like the middle of the wheel. It's not like at the edge of the rim like cars usually have. Sure. And, and there was a TCBY mm. in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And we'd go in there and get frozen yogurt. And so all these activities would take place, you know, looking at cone. So I think that's if you want to LARP, it seems like they really like LARPing. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And there you have it. There you have it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. Um, a lot of people on this panel have really weirdly vivid memories of their. Uh, of their youths, did I was I the only one that just didn't pay attention to my life <laughs> as it passed me by? <laughs> I don't know. You're uh, right. You're right in prompts. I guess. <laughs> I think yeah. you, you've been spending too much time in the sun. It's probably true. <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> where at the, can at the nude beach? Sure. Okay. Where can people get more of all this Stephen Ferris whenever the hell they want to? <laughs> Uh, I got all kinds of stuff coming up. Uh, next week on the 20th, I'm going to be at the uh, Streets of London. Hmm. The 22nd, I'm going to be in Oakland at uh, the Nut House at the Golden Squirrel. Oh. And I think I have something on the 23rd, too. But then the 28th, I'll be here for the Tonight Play. Yes. And then uh, 30th at Punchline. I'm doing the Apple Tree competition at Punchline. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Didn't yeah. feel betrayed at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still here for the, the tonight play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, those are, those are some shows I, I have coming up. I think there's some stuff in August too, but yeah, that's not on on my mind yet. That's fair. Live in July, Stephen. <laughs> stay in the moment. Don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. Well, thank you, Stephen. You're welcome. Love thank having you, you as always. Yeah. Truly do. <laughs> You're a goddamn treasure, Stephen Ferris. Hey, Benton. Or uh, sorry, I'm I'm all over the goddamn place. I'm trying to get this done. How hi, dare you? Hi, Benton. Hi. Hey, Eric. Uh, Hello. Before we get to your bit to close this very late show, uh, let people know where they can get more Eric James Barger the first where they work in bank. Uh, yes. Yeah, so you can find me as I think Jesse alluded to. I have a, a comedy album yeah. on Spotify under the la- artist name EJB1. We all know about that, and you can find me on my Instagram at it electric, not uh-huh. it's electric. Yep. Um, because I had a typo, and then it was taken. There we go. <laughs> it happens, but you know what? Lean into it like a tusk. Uh, Eric, yes. let's wrap up this program. Um, I've been holding on to this one for a while, and I just figured, you know what, you might enjoy it. Uh, let's hear you uh, pitching your business. You make and sell friendship bracelets. 
in a town in the Purge movies. All right. And I want you to know I'm cutting this down a little bit because your ass is running late. Anyway. <laughs> oh, you don't have to cut it down. Just go for it. I don't know if anybody's uh-huh. here for the 9 o'clock. Oh, okay. All they right. are. All right. Yeah. Fine. Go for it. Well, hi there, Purge Night viewers. It's me, your host, Mandra, and welcome back to another edition of Purge Night QVC. <laughs> That's right, we have Purge Night programming here at QVC. That's probably something you never thought about, huh? Like, what's playing on non-news stations during the Purge? <laughs> well, FX is playing Pineapple Express on repeat, and we're here selling jewelry. Now, here we have some beautiful friendship bracelets handcrafted by yours truly, Mandra. And if you order in the next five minutes, well, I will take this Pete's Coffee Barista that I have tied up and I will rip out his guts with this bailing hook. Oh, doesn't that sound like a great deal? So do we have any callers? Oh, there we go. Hello, you're on the line with Mandra. Hello, this is Kendra Jean. Oh, hello, Kendra Jean. It's so nice to hear from you. Now, are you purging tonight? (laughs) Yeah, I killed my cousin and I killed my my daughter's annoying friend by feeding them dog shit. All right, well, that's so nice. Now, are you interested in uh, these friendship bracelets, of course. And do you want to hear this barista get disemboweled? Of course I do. All right, well, we're going to send you over to our assistant Gemini to give, take your credit card information. But before that, yeah, to hear this guy get disemboweled. Come on, I practice this. <laughs> okay, we're going to, it's going to work, I promise. <laughs> Yeah! Oh, and he's getting disemboweled! There he goes! Oh, that's so nice! Oh, look at that! Oh, and fuck you! Oh, yeah! Oh, and now I'm gonna eat his insides like a little piggy! Oh, come on! Oh, come on! Little piggy's hungry! Yeah! Oh! Oh! Well, wasn't that nice? You know, there's nothing like the bond of friendship, which is why we have an extra special deal for you. If you order in the next five minutes, I will hang not one, not two, but three Pete's Coffee Baristas by these chains that I have right here. So do we have any callers on the line? Oh, hello. 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 Who, Who am I speaking to? Do you remember Purge Night 2021? You released a colony of ants into a house on Drury Lane. Who the fuck is this? I have no need for friendship bracelets because you took away the only pastry I've ever considered a friend. Whatever, I'm hanging up. You can't hang up, Mandra. I've hacked into the speakers. What? The hell? Somebody come fix this goddamn phone. Where's Gemini? Gemini's gone, Mandra. Oh, if you touched one hair on her head. Oh, 
I didn't have to touch her. I simply introduced her to my friend, R&B artist Omicron. As we speak, she's either under sheets of paper or pieces of salmon. Freaking! Either one works for the acronym. Oh, you bastard! When I get my hands on you, oh, I'm gonna take these chains. Hey, don't touch those. Those are my chains. Allow me to introduce my neighbor, Sean Dottler. He's considered the worst type of person, even in a world where murder is legal once a year. That's right. I'm full of Stella Artois, and I've got a deal that's going to blow you away. Oh, no. Oh, no. Somebody help me. He's blowing me out of the QVC building. Hello. It seems like you're trying to freak. Can I help? Oh, no, I'm not trying to freak. Fuck you, Clippy. Well, that's for Diane. She's dead. Well, thank you, Sean. Do you think now that you've avenged your wife's death, you can finally move on? I don't know. What do you say, half-flaccid wiener? (laughs) Hey, maybe moving on isn't quite as hard as you think. <sighs> All right, guys. This is a tournament. I forgot to to mention. No, I've mentioned it several times. I forgot because I we did this for 10 years without a voting uh, implement. Uh, so, uh, guys, you get to decide who goes on in the semifinals. We, we decided to do a tournament to bring the show back and to make it important and celebrate our 10-year anniversary. So, just tear off the name of the person that you'll be voting for. I'll collect them in this tin. People in the chat, you vote for your winner, and then we'll, we'll announce it and who's going. Oh, but does Benton have to leave? No, can I vote? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I won't vote for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, give me just a second. You know what? How about how about I think we did this last time. I just played the outro music. <laughs> well, go collect votes. All right, I'll be right back. I do also have to leave. <laughs> Buddy's pissed. Buddy's pissed. Lizzie's pissed. Yeah. Look at her. So pissed. So angry. So Buddy, angry. Angriest I've ever seen him. I've never seen the man emote once. Where's he's fuming, ba- wearing a, a full outfit with peaches on it. Where did Warhide go? So we got those. Let's he's see right. what. He's pissed. He left. He's punching he's the bus. He's so stops. angry. He's <laughs> just okay. He's okay. punching a stop sign outside. Okay. All right. All right. Well, this was this was a close one, guys. This was a closey, and I'll let the music finish to announce the winner. Moving on. To the second round with Jacqueline Wyatt. It's Eric Barger. Oh, hey, yeah. Eric. Well done. Well done. You have to make more puppets in a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we can say goodbye. Now we got it. So Benton move or uh, Eric moves on. I don't know why I've been doing this the whole goddamn time. I can't remember Eric's name. I'm tired. Um, that was the stab show. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, amazing panel. Benton Harshaw, Stephen Ferris, Eric Barger. And now that your two shows invested into this tournament of ours, you're hooked. Make sure you join us every Friday night at 8 p.m. for, oh, you know, the next four months or so. And see who's going to probably get some kind of cash prize. I'm going to keep track of all the 
sales and take a proceed. That'll be neat. Uh, and you can decide who with uh, your in-person vote, your online vote, however you'd like to do it. And if you like the show, why not check out the Stab Show via the podcast provider of your choice and enjoy the other 300 plus episodes we've got to offer. But that's all we've got for you for tonight. So until next time, I've been your host, Jesse Jones. Thanking you for supporting us for a whole heckin' decade. That's awful nice of you guys. Good night.